Hello, and welcome to another edition of the PCOS Diva podcast. This is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach, and I'm the founder of PCOS Diva, and I am your host today. And today we have a really, I think, important topic for women with PCOS in the healing process. And we're really going to be talking about how to be a diva. And let me just sort of clarify that. I, I think if you've been following PCOS Diva and you know my story and um, how important it was for me to really start taking extreme self-care and honoring myself in order to give myself what I needed to heal. And we're going to be talking about honoring yourself today with author Patricia Spadaro. And she wrote a really lovely book called Honor Yourself, The Inner Art of Giving and Receiving. And I just wanted to welcome Patricia to our podcast. Hi, Amy. It's so nice to be here. Thank you so much. Well, before we get into honoring yourself, I just want to give our listeners a um, a brief um, bio so they know a little bit more about you. You are an award-winning author of the book Honor Yourself, The Inner Art of Giving and Receiving. Your books have been translated into more than 20 languages worldwide. You are dedicated to inspiring and empowering others to live more deeply, fully, and authentically with wisdom from around the world. And you um, are available at howtohonoryourself.com, and we'll we'll talk about more about um, how to reach out to you at the end of our podcast. But um, I'm just really thrilled that you took up my invitation to to come on and um, share your work with us. Uh, I was actually given your book by a friend of mine, and I thought that it was just so perfect for. Um, PCOS Vivas to kind of hear this message of honoring yourself. And, you know, before, um, you know, we kind of get into asking you some questions, I just wanted to clarify, um, you know, what the term honor yourself means. And um, I'm just going to read a quick little excerpt from the back of your book that just sums it up beautifully. Honoring yourself is not about why and how to pamper yourself. And it's not about turning your back on those who need you. The issues surrounding giving and receiving are much deeper. When you honor yourself, you are respecting, appreciating, and giving birth to your best self so that you can give creatively and abundantly in ways that honors others. And that is just so eloquently stated. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much. You know, the word honor, when we go back to the root of the word, it's really very informative. I mean, it means to respect, to esteem, to ennoble to dignify. I mean, I just love those words. How often do we actually apply them to ourselves? You know, appreciating, dignifying, ennobling ourselves. I think that you're right on the mark when you say that that's exactly what a diva should do. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was really struggling with symptoms of PCOS, and it was when I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old and, um, you know, husband with a demanding job, and, you know, I was giving, giving, giving so much of myself that um, I wasn't taking time to receive, and it was just so draining, and I think that it really played a part of my health issues um, and, and my PCOS kind of uh, exacerbating itself. So once I started to really take time to 
for extreme self-care and making sure that I got what I needed. I actually became a better mom and wife and friend and, um, you know, as you say in, in that, um, in that, that brief passage that I, I read that I really gave birth to my best self and, um, so important. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we talk about giving all the time, but I love the quote from Walt Whitman where he says, when I give, I give myself. So if we have nothing, if our self is so diminished, what are we really giving to others? So, so I like to turn it around. We think about, you know, how can I say no? I need to say no. But really, it's about how can I say yes to myself? That's a much more empowering way to, to think about um, the necessary habit of drawing boundaries, for instance. Yeah, I love that. You know, I, I often work with clients on, I, I call it flexing your no muscle, but mm-hmm. in trying to reframe it and saying no to others and other things in order to say yes to you. And Right, exactly. So why do you think that women, and, you know, I find that women with PCOS have a particularly hard time saying no, especially those who are really struggling, saying no. Um, you know, but why do you think that, we have a hard time drawing boundaries and saying no. And I know you kind of use the term allergic to saying no, which I love. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like an allergy. We can't, or or an addiction. We can't stop it. I mean, we feel like we have no control, and in fact we do. I think what really at the core of it is that we've grown up with these myths about giving and receiving that keep us from being able to master this balancing act, and it is a balancing act. And the word myth, I mean, it's very tricky because a myth is a half-truth. So there's a seed of truth in it, but it's not the whole truth, and that's what throws us off track. So, for instance, one of these myths that we've heard so many times before is it's better to give than to receive. Well, on the face of it, I mean, that's true, but is it always true that giving is better than receiving? Is it true if you're harming yourself or if you're compromising your ability to give back to others? So, I mean, at the bottom line of it, in order to give our best to those we love, we need to balance the giving and receiving. And I, I tell this story in my book, but I mean, and every time I think about it, it still sends chills through me. There was a woman I knew once who was recovering from a surgery, and I would see her uh, periodically at business meetings, and I knew she'd gone through this, and I asked her how she was doing. And she said, oh, I'm good, I'm good, but I'm busy again. And then she said something that that was really chilling. She said, you know, if I don't get time off again soon, I may just have to schedule another visit to the hospital. Mm. And when she said that, I was my heart really literally skipped a beat because I thought, wow, does she realize that she might very well fulfill her own prophecy if she doesn't learn the lesson her body was trying to teach her the first time. So, you know, even Mother Teresa, who was known for her unconditional generosity, spoke about the need to be alone and to recharge. And so, you know, that's just that's just something we need to learn and practice because we haven't been taught it. And so, and that's really why I wrote my book to help people think in new ways about what I think is the most essential question we can ever ask ourselves, which is, what can I do to honor myself so that I can unleash the full power of my creative spirit and give my greatest gifts to my loved ones, my community, and the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes you so self-fulfilled. And and I I say this all the time, that women who are really struggling with their PCOS are often suppressing their creativity. And I think Mm -hmm. it's hard to get in touch with that creativity if you don't give yourself that room and space to do so. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. that's like one of the first most important things. Yeah, is to to do that. I mean, there's a good reason why they say when you get on an airplane, you know, in an emergency, what do you yeah. do? You put your own oxygen mask on first. So, I mean, it sounds like a platitude, but it's absolutely true. So, for listeners who are kind of recognize their that they indeed have that allergy to um mm-hmm. to saying no, um do you have some suggestions and steps like what can they do today to help them flex that no muscle? Right. Well, I think one of the things they have to do that I found helpful anyway is to tune into the warning signs that stress is starting to take over. And really, all the sages of the world's cultures have held this as the highest maxim. Know yourself. Know thyself. Mm -hmm. And so the first step to change, as you know, is always awareness. So getting into a habit, figuring out how to know yourself, how to practice listening to yourself, and taking the time to, to insert a pause and to stop to figure out what's happening inside of you because your body and your and your emotions are going to give you signals all the time. But the problem is we often ignore them. We we shove them back, we pretend that we're not hearing them because we're more we're so busy, we have too many things to do. You know, and it's something I have to practice all the time and I haven't even mastered all the way. It's just a continual process. And recently I installed an app on my computer where a chime, a beautiful chime rings every so many minutes. And Mm -hmm. it's like a mindfulness bell. And it really helps me in the middle of whatever I'm doing, even if I can't stop fully, at least I say, oh, yes, you know, I need to go back to myself, listen to myself, what's happening. So um, one of these signs, you know, you you can also go through, I have in my book this list of, of signals that you can tune into. But one of them is that you are constantly busy and always on the move and you never have a moment of stillness. And if you mm-hmm. if you want to take one, you don't feel good about it. You feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And that's because we, we tend to think, and we, this is a myth, another one of these myths, that we tend to think that by keeping busy all the time, it means we're strong. But in fact, when we're constantly busy without recharging, we're burning through our energy and our resources. So, And, and if we feel that we're flagging and, and our energy is lowering, we, what do we do? We drink more coffee, more energy drinks. We try and pump ourselves up. But those kind of things just deplete us even more. So in that sense, being constantly busy is the opposite of being strong. So what really creates the strength is the stillness and taking those moments of pause and stillness to create the strength that you need and not feeling guilty about it. Yeah, that's the key. Um I know I it's taken me a long time to kind of realize my triggers and and um bodily cues <laughs> um or <Right>. emotional <laughs> cues um but I know I can get really irritable and and grouchy and um it was probably my husband that really uh called <laughs> the attention to that that gee you know maybe you need to go to the gym or maybe you need to go take a bath or take a nap nice. or do some, do something for you um and and now i i'm able to sort of cut it off at the pass a little bit better um mm-hmm. but you're right awareness is the first step for sure and to be able to know thyself um and i think you know a lot of women with pcos um, 
you know, we have uh, mood disorders, um, and, you know, I think moodiness and, um, you know, hormones certainly come into play, and women with PCOS are more susceptible to stress. You know, we have higher cortisol Mm -hmm. levels. Um, So we have to pay particular attention to to stress. And, um, you know, I loved in your book, I think I I put a a note here, it was on page 33, Um, you talk about chronic stress and you said that it's really a symptom of imbalance in the flow of giving and receiving um, and has a direct link to our health. Um, so maybe you could just talk a little bit more about this, this the balance of giving and receiving and how how do you know if you are in balance? Right, right, exactly. So again, it goes back to these warning signs and I mean a lot of people have a hard time receiving. They just they can't they can't do it. They think they they have to be always giving to other people. So um, again, I just I can just tell you a few of the other signs and symptoms of this that you need to have that giving and receiving balance. Um, here's one in particular that I know. I mean, even I still do it, which is automatically saying yes to people who ask you for something, even even your, your children or your spouse. Um, if you see that you're doing that, and again, you have to notice it takes some self-reflection to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you let people and events pull you away from what you already planned because they're having a dramatic <laughs> day, all this drama and trauma, that's a sign that you need to be giving and receiving more. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most helpful things I have found is to look at your to-do list every day and every week and and ask yourself, where am I on the list? I mean, if you're anything like me, my to-do list is probably 20 pages long. And then I look at it, and I'm, I'm not even on the list. And if so, I'm at the bottom. But the problem with that is we always task ourselves with too many things to do every day, and then we get upset when we don't do them. So if you're at the bottom of the list, you're never going to make that time for yourself. So it's, you know, one little step you can do that is really helpful is to put right in your calendar not even your to-do list, on your calendar. Okay, this space from 3 to 4 o'clock, that's my time. And mm-hmm. then don't let other people invade it. I mean, it, it sounds like it's hard to do, but you just, if somebody says, can you do this at 3 o'clock, you say, sorry, I've got an appointment. Yeah, it's an appointment with yourself, <laughs> but that's a good thing, you know. And um, so those are some of the things to look out for. But, you know, the being grouchy and the complaining, that's also on my list because I, I notice mm-hmm. it with myself. Um, and especially hard because I work from home, <laughs> so there's so many temptations and distractions. But you know, the, the dishes are in the sink, or the socks are on the floor, or you know, the cat is doing this, and and you, you hear yourself complaining, and then you realize, you know, this is because I haven't taken time for myself. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's not really yes, these things are irri- an irritation, but that's not really the cause and core uh, core of why you're upset. The reason you're really upset is because you, never, you you think that this is getting in the way of you taking time for yourself, when in fact nobody else is going to do it for you. You have to mm-hmm. slot that time in. You need to make the um, the effort. And, and, you know, the one other thing, Amy, that's really important, and it's one of these myths again, is that we don't ask for support. It's another yeah. way that we can know that we're out of balance. We We have this misconception that support is a sign of weakness or if I can't do it on my own, there's something wrong with me. I don't know where we picked it up, but it's so insidious. I mean, asking for support 
in my mind, is actually a sign of being strong and wise. Why? Because when you ask for support, you make the best decisions in your life. So that means you care about those people around you. You care about your family and those who are affected by your choices. And we have to always remember, and you probably do this with your clients and the people that you support, is that support comes in many forms. It can be physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And sometimes we're out of balance because we haven't looked at all four of those quadrants. You know, in other words, physical could be just even getting a massage or, or getting some body work to release the stress. Or mental, you know, stimulating yourself with a book or or something, a, a, some kind of a class or something that gets your, your mind moving and your passions awakened. You know, and, and spiritual is also a very important component. Each of us has to find that way that we connect with what stirs the passion within us. Mm-hmm. And another important thing to remember about support is you can, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. You can also consider trading services with other people, you know, coming up with creative ways to get support. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that it's so important to find that quiet place so that you can determine what kind of support you need if you're going 100 miles an hour and never take time to reflect on that. Um, it, yeah. it, it, it just shows that you're a little... Um, Chime app, which if you can think of the name of it, we'll we'll post it at the end of the, <laughs> okay, I, the I podcast. Think there's, se- there's actually several of them out there because when I was researching it, I found quite a few. But I looked up mindfulness, uh, like a mindfulness clock. That might be the name of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. And and I actually use a planner. Um, I think it's Leonie Dawson um, is the woman that puts these planners out. But there's a place to kind of ask yourself, you know, am I getting those, you know, the, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, you know, food that I need, um, you know, on a you know, weekly, daily basis. So you can kind of check in with yourself and have that, that cue, um, yeah, which I love is that. really helpful for me because, um, you know, I, I'm not, that, that's not something I'm thinking about all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and the thing is, when we get in the middle of the busyness and the challenges, it's really hard to remember what we should do. I mean, so those cues, you know, those cues are really important. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the idea of um, swapping services. Um, I actually kind of swapped services with a friend of mine who is great at gardening, and she um, is kind of planning out a little garden for for me in my backyard. I wanted to kind of clean up a certain area, so I have a nice little sitting area. And, you know, I'm helping her out with um, some, you know, a cleanse. So it's it's very doable to, you know, swap um, services and, and tap into each other's gifts. I mean, that's part of that creative process, um, you know, sharing each other's gifts. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, that's nice. And I like that I like that you're you're doing it with the garden because having a place of beauty somewhere that you can go to in your home or in your environment that you can retreat to, like your little retreat place, even if it's a corner of a room or outside, you know, it, it's so important. It just taps us back into what's really true about ourselves. Yeah, that that's that's so true. I mean, think about all the men who have their man caves and you know, the exactly. kids have their. <laughs> we'll have to come up with a good name. Yeah, I think I've seen the she sheds. I don't know, have you seen that online? <laughs> They're like little sheds for 
um, in the garden for for women to right. go and have their reading time or whatever. But right. yeah, right. we we need a place that's um, is cozy and and inviting and um, you know free from the the kids' toys or the men's clutter that that we can kind of call our own. Um, yeah, and then making time to do that. And um, maybe we could just talk a little bit more about the guilt. Like, how do you get over, and that was a real issue for me um, early on, the, the guilt of taking time for myself. <laughs> that was hard right. for me to do. It is hard. Um, and I think, wow, it's so it's so pervasive and so wrapped into our our. Uh, the way we're raised as women to be the mothers, you know, to be mothering. And I think the only way to free yourself from it is to just keep reminding yourself that, you know, it's not all about somebody else. It's about you, too. And I mean, I think it's kind of, it's very subtle in many ways because there are a lot of reasons why we sacrifice. And we might call it guilt, but actually it goes a lot deeper we we kind of use the sacrificing as an excuse to do, and let me explain um for instance we might feel that we have to give because somebody else will reject us you know hence mm-hmm. the guilt right they'll reject us so they won't approve of us well that's that's really a false idea if someone in your life really loves you and deserves to be in your life they will be happy to help you get de-stressed and take time for yourself like you were saying your husband was the one that prompted you, right? And and if that's not the case with the people in your life, then you need to teach them that you value yourself. Because we do, people do learn from us how to treat ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, treat, treat us. In other words, we're modeling the kind of behavior that we will accept. And so throwing off the guilt and throwing off the idea that we can't give back to ourselves means we have to change our behavior first and we're not going to wait for somebody else to do it. Um, another Another thing that might happen in the dynamic, even in our subconscious, is that we give and we sacrifice as a way to avoid the confrontations that come when we know we're going to start asserting our right to be on yeah. top of our priority list. And um, mm-hmm. it's natural. I mean, it's natural to try and avoid those confrontations. But there's a price to pay for that. If we are always mm-hmm. giving, 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 and pushing, pushing, pushing to meet other people's needs, and then we drown out our own needs and desires. We are we are drowning out that part of ourselves that is the true the true part of ourselves. And then that's when we get this depression, this moodiness, um, and we we literally lose our soul. We lose our passion for life. Mm-hmm. It's really dangerous. I mean, people think about the danger in terms of physical danger, which there is physical danger um, to become uh, to become what I call a giveaholic. It's just as bad as an alcoholic. It's you know, you're giving so much, you're giving away yourself. But to give away your soul and that part of yourself that has that creative spark is so destructive and so devastating to our lives. So uh, many women that I work with, um, they've been doing this for so long, you know, that they've they've lost their self, they've lost their, you know, um, what their gifts are, what brings them pleasure. I mean, that's a, that's huge. Like they don't even remember what it was that they enjoyed doing. So, so when you say, okay, it's time, you know, you need to take some time to honor yourself and do something that you enjoy, they don't even know. <laughs> yeah. No, so, it is. So, I mean, yeah, that well, happened I guess my to question, me when I, yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, um, it happened to me. I remember very well people saying, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, wow, I, I never asked myself that question. <laughs> I need to think mm-hmm. about that. I need to get mm-hmm. back in touch with it. So how do you? I mean, that, that, was, that was my question. Mm-hmm. So how do you, um, you know, recommend women who, okay, they, they realize that they need to start saying yes to themselves. They realize they need some time. But now what? Now, now how do I honor myself? What do I, what's going to bring me joy and pleasure and right, get right. me, um, you know, back to give birth to my best self again? I just, I love that, mm-hmm. that idea and concept. Right. Well, it, it's all about getting in touch with yourself. So if it's buried, I mean, there's there's all sorts of ways. I mean, I really found that body work actually helps me get back in touch with who I really am. It's, it's, as odd as it might seem, but not really. I mean, your body carries so much tension and stress. And you, when you get a massage and your muscles are so tight, you can't even feel the therapist pushing on you. I mean, it's like layers that are you're protecting yourself. You know, um, we we do that in so many ways. We put up barriers and try to protect ourselves from feeling. So I think that the first thing is to to allow yourself to feel, um, and not just in the body work, but also in in your daily work. And then again, taking that time so many times a day to say, okay, what am I feeling? What am I really feeling right now? Do I need? What do I need? And just yeah, keep, let, let, prompting, keep prompting yourself because we're not used to asking ourselves that. And I love that. And and I think that so many women stuff those feelings down with food. Um, you know, certainly yeah. with PCOS, there's that hormone, um, you know, the blood sugar um, dysregulation and it can cause cravings and that kind of thing. But I often ask people, you know, we have to get in touch with what are you really craving? Is it is it indeed mm-hmm. food or is it a hug or some, mm, you know, right. stimulation or, or, you know, going back to, like, do I need something emotionally, physically, spiritually? Um, so so I think it's so important not to stuff those feelings down and feel the emotions. For somebody who's afraid of truly sitting and feeling those waves of emotion, do you have any advice for them? Wow. Well, you know, I do have, like, I think I have a little... Um, prompt in my book about that you know the thing is journaling is is one thing that really helps because you're not just sitting there experiencing it you're writing it and you're getting it out um and if it's really severe i mean if you have a really severe and hard time with that i wouldn't hesitate to think about going to a therapist or somebody who can help you get in touch with those feelings but you know be in a safe place do some journaling. Ask yourself those questions. You know, what am I feeling? What uh, One thing that can really help, too, to get back in touch with that without being surfeited by the emotions is to think about your childhood. You know, what was it in childhood that really made you happy? And when were you the most joyful? You know, and, and think about what were you doing? Who were you with? How were you feeling? You know, just I, I find that going back to that childhood state when we were so free of some of the encumbrances hopefully um, that we had as an adult can really get us back in touch with that inner child so to speak. I mean actually that's one of the things that I that I was recommended to me a long time ago and I still do it. I take I have a picture of myself when I was probably five years old. It's just so innocent, so sweet, so happy you know and I put it right next to my computer 
And it reminds me when I get so overwhelmed with things. I look at that and it just reminds me, okay, this is who you really are. You know, deep down inside you, you have this love for, you know, whatever it is that, that you have a love for. And it really helps you recapture that part of yourself that it, that can be free and fly. I mean, mm-hmm. so that's that's <laughs> some of the things I would suggest. The other thing that will help you get through the difficulty of getting in touch with that, and people don't often think of this, is look who you're spending time with. You know, make sure that you are with people that will allow you to express, that are positive, supportive. You know, if you find yourself with friends who are critical of you all the time or going going behind your back doing things, you know, you don't have to be their friend. I mean, just because you've known them all your life. If if a family member, um, an extended family that you have to see so many times a year just is such a downer, well, just spend less time with them. If you have to be at events with them, don't spend a lot of time with them. And if it gets really down to it and they want to know why, you just have to say, I have to be honest with you. I don't feel safe and I don't feel light and uplifted when I'm around you. So really take a look and choose to be around supportive, positive people. Mm-hmm. That, that's so important. I mean, there, there is, somebody said, and I don't know who I'm quoting, but you really are the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that that is it's in, so important. That's part of honoring yourself is yeah. you know loving yourself enough that realizing that you're worth spending time with people who you know enhance your life. Um, you know, yeah, and and rather than drain it, you know that they're, they're um, you know I call yeah, them they're, they can be toxic people. Yeah, yeah, people can really be be toxic and. Um, I found in my own life I had a job where there was a lot of uh, backbiting and toxicity. And, you know, as soon as I started really looking at myself and saying, hey, you know, you you deserve better. Why do you need to put up with this? You know, even though I loved the job itself, I found, like, within a short amount of time, I was free of it. You know, I was afraid mm-hmm. of the job, and it looked like it was a horrible thing that happened and all that, mm-hmm. but it wasn't because I that kind of environment, to get up every morning and have a stomach ache to start with mm-hmm. because you dread what you're going to greet at work or whatever, it's it's simply not worth it. So sometimes it takes facing the fact that, you know, we have a choice in our environment. We have a choice in who we associate with. We can start opening ourselves up to other ways. Of, mm-hmm. of of being and who we're with, and you know another another thing that I do from time to time that's really helped me is to write a letter to God or the universe or whatever name you feel most comfortable with, and pour out your heart and say you know I I want to be the best I can be. I'm stuck here. What you know I'm opening myself up to hearing what signs and signals <laughs> you want to send me. You know, and and really giving a heartfelt thing. You can take you can take the letter, you can roll it up, you can burn it in a in a safe place, and make a little ritual out of it. And it's it's the intention basically. It's setting the intention that you're going to change the direction that you want to change the direction. You might not know how to at that moment, but setting the intention always opens the door. Mm. 
Oh, that's that's really so um, poignant. I mean, I, I've experienced that in my life for sure. When you, um, I, I I kind of call it like delving into the realm of of possibility. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When when you start thinking that there may be an, another uh, uh, like uh, opportunity choice for you, and you start pondering on that, um, it's and kind of dive into that that place of possibility. Doors do open up for you, and it's almost yeah. magical. It, it it can be, and <clears throat> and we shouldn't be afraid of it. I mean, I think. That fear really holds us back um, in so many yeah. cases. We're, we don't know what's going to come, fear of the unknown. It's just the biggest um, downer. <laughs> but, yeah. we, but, but to be, to open your heart to yourself, you know, to say, oh, no, I deserve to bring forward my gifts, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, it can be very liberating. But it take it takes time. Again, you need to, separate yourself out and, and take the time to do it. You know, that's one of the things that um, Khalil Gibran, the, the poet, wrote this beautiful uh, book called The Prophet in, and there's a section on relationships, and he says in there, let there be spaces in your togetherness. And, <clears throat> and I think it's so important because we tend to think that we have to be around our family all the time, around our children, That that shows that we're caring. But the thing is, we also need to have that space where we can explore ourselves. So that we mm-hmm. we can then bring back what we discover and what we cultivate back into our relationships. Yeah, that is so important. I mean, especially as you go, uh, as your children begin to grow, um, mm-hmm. or as you go through the different stages in life. Um, you know, I see see women that I know that now their their kids are don't need them as much, and they've sort of lost their sense of identity. Um, because they haven't spent time really nurturing um, what they need and what they want. So it's it's really an imp- important process in each stage of life. Right, exactly. I mean, that that is so true. And there, there might be times when you're full on, you know, you need mm. to give your attention. But then to get into that habit and not allow ourselves to cultivate our personal strengths and and to figure out ways that we can grow personally – um, that will sh- that will definitely shut down, <laughs> shut yourself, shut you down, and shut down your soul. I mean, so it, it's all about this. It's all about developing this healthy habit of honoring yourself. You know, and it's not too late to start. You can start any time, doing any one of these things we talked about today, and and asking yourself, you know, what can I do? Again, that question, what can I do to honor myself right now, so I can give my best gifts to the world. And I just have to tell listeners that you have um, some really wonderful suggestions on how to do that in your book. Um, you know, we just sort of scratched the surface on, yeah. on this yeah. podcast today. Um, you, know, you have sort of your seven steps for staying in balance, um, which are fantastic, and and you know, learning whether you're kind of off balance. Um, and and you know, really really how to set boundaries and learning how to um I love the the chapters about honoring endings um which yeah that's actually so the important. most favorite part of the book for me um mm-hmm. because I think we have a hard time time doing that and and I try to make the book i mean the book has a lot of practical things in it because I didn't think i you know 
nobody needs to hear. We all know we've been told so many times, make sure you give back to yourself, but we don't do it. So why don't we do it, and how can we establish that healthy habit of honoring ourselves? Yeah, and it's really beautifully written, too. It was a joy to read. So I, oh, thank I, you, Amy. Oh, yeah, and, and I'm just so pleased that, that you said yes um, and didn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> I am, too. To to um, to talk today, um, and I just want listeners to know that Honor Yourself is available um, in stores nationwide, and I will have a link to Amazon um, as well so that you can grab a copy. You will not be disappointed. Uh, and to learn more about Patricia and her work, and you can get more tips and inspiration, you can visit her at howtohonoryourself.com, and, and I will place the link there as well. So thank you again for, for joining us today and sharing your um, wisdom with us. You're welcome, Amy, and I hope it's been really helpful. Yes, it really has. Um, well, I hope that everybody enjoyed today's podcast, and I look forward to being with you again next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>